Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. So there I was in Paris, the city of my dreams, in the middle of an absolute downpour. I'd gotten on the right train, but off at the wrong stop. My phone was about to die, and the hotel that I had booked for that night and the next five had just canceled on me without any explanation. I was sitting in the corner of a fancy French cafe, crying into my cold cappuccino, and it was there that I realized the only French I actually know is from one semester I took way back in eighth grade. (laughs) The sun was starting to set, I didn't have a place to stay, and this dream that was 16 years in the making was very quickly turning into a nightmare. So I did what I normally do in these situations. I grabbed my journal and I wrote down May 9th, 2019. Holy shit. (laughs) I feel like I'm gonna pass out. The sun is setting. I don't have a place to stay. I'm trying to keep it together, but not so much luck. It'll all be okay, question mark. (laughs) And okay it was, but first it took a lot of long left turns to get right here. You see, I grew up like most of you fine folks in the France of the Midwest, (laughs) AKA Iowa. I grew up in a small town called Rhinebeck, no stoplights. Go Rebels. My grandparents were just up the alley. All of my cousins and friends were within a few blocks, and it was a sweet and simple place to grow up. I think when I was younger, I honestly thought I was going to live and die in the zip code of 50669. That was until my family and I moved to the big city of Norwalk, (laughs) just outside of Des Moines. Go Warriors. Uh, And it was in Norwalk that I got to see a world I hadn't yet experienced before. Up until that point, travel for me was pretty much family trips. Going up to Minnesota to see my mom's family, down to the Arch or over to a Broncos game. But it was in Norwalk and in Des Moines that I actually took my first flight from the Des Moines International Airport. (laughs) All the way to Washington, D.C. for the eighth grade trip. Then I went to the University of Northern Iowa. Go Cats! It was at UNI that I studied abroad in Chile. I worked at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, and I even served as an AmeriCorps VISTA in Wyoming. But it was that semester in eighth grade that opened my eyes up to a true world outside of one I'd known before. You see, I wanted to take French. My dad thought it was important that I took Spanish, rightfully so, but those classes were full, so French won. And that was the semester I became obsessed with Parisian decor, French cafes, and all things Eiffel Tower. You see, a lot of my life has felt like that journal entry where on the one hand, I think I might pass out. (laughs) On the other hand, it's probably gonna all be okay. That was until it wasn't. My dad passed away on February 20th, 2018. Craig Tatey was my lifeline and my lighthouse. 
He was just the best guy. He was the rock that let me roll and the roots that gave me wings. My dad was my compass, my roadmap, and my very best friend. His death was messy and complicated and tragic and sudden in ways I didn't realize death could be. And at just 52 years young, he was gone. At 28, I was planning his funeral, picking out gravestones, and I was miserable and lost and truly struggling to simply exist in a world without him. It didn't just break my world, it shattered my entire ecosystem. It shattered my heart into a million pieces I'm still putting together today. It was a very long winter, a blurry, hazy summer, and then fall rolled around. And I got a text from my friend Shanna, who declared that Pantone was announcing the color of the year. <laughs> which is a big deal to some people for some reason. <laughs> you see, Pantone is this thing where they pick a color of the year, and it's uh, all the branding, all the marketing, all the merchandising for the coming year. It's supposed to set the standard, set the stage, and embody all that is to come. The chosen color for 2019, living coral. It was said to be bold, bright, vibrant, energetic, and life-affirming. Sound familiar? <laughs> I don't know if you know me or not, but I'm kind of a master manifester. I believe in universal winks and numbers and signs, and this was a big one. After a year of loss, I was ready to reaffirm life. So I did what any of you would do in that situation. I booked a ticket to India. <laughs> my friends and I watched the fireworks on New Year's Eve on my 29th birthday in the city of Jaipur. And I don't know if you've ever been out with me in a night in the East Village. Picture me in India. <laughs> we ended up meeting a group of uh, fine-looking gentlemen. And let's just say we had our fun. We bar hopped all around the city. We ended up going back home to the DJ's house where we sang country karaoke songs for four hours. And at some point during the night, they even were sweet enough to get me a birthday cake. I don't know where they got it from to this day, but I appreciate it nonetheless. We watched the sun rise, and then I woke up next to the pool without my phone. <laughs> Happy New Year to me. Being a New Year's baby, I always feel like I have to do something extra special on my birthday, something out of this world, if you will, wake up somewhere where I don't know where I am. This year was no different. Except for that it was. You see, it was my dad who had instilled this gift of travel, this drive to travel. He saved his whole life and worked so hard his whole life for retirement, he never got to see. For a world he never got to experience. Life is just too damn short. But he knew I would get to one day, maybe under different circumstances, maybe not. Either way, he wrote it down in one of my most prized possessions. It's a journal with an Eiffel Tower on the cover and this inscription on the inside. Coral's 21st birthday, January 1st, 2011. Coral, I've often pictured you on one of the many famous French sidewalk cafes, sipping your coffee and scribing in your journal. Ernest Hemingway and Pablo Picasso sat at the quaint tables 
of Café Le Demeure. And the Café des Flores offers an inspiring view of the Eiffel Tower. I can also see you sitting on one of the many park benches that line the Seine River. If you must drive, please take a taxi. <laughs> Go to the Arc de Triomphe. Twelve streets converge here. <laughs> one day, you will be here. I love you, Coral. Happy birthday, Dad. So I did this because of him, and I did it for me through him. You see, India was kind of a trial run to see if I could do this adventure. <laughs> and then when I got back home, I knew exactly what I had to do. I had to dye my hair living coral. <laughs> it's a lot like this shade, but a little more ombre. And once I dyed my hair, it was all clear to me. I'm gonna quit my stable job up in Ames. I'm gonna move out of my cute little Sherman Hill apartment that I love, and I'm gonna book a one-way ticket to Germany. <laughs> I had an Airbnb lined up for 10 days in Germany, and then that was it. No idea where I was going or staying or what was next. I would go on to just travel from country to country, place to place. It was kind of my own version of Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> and gang, I ate. I prayed, and I loved a little. <laughs> I would go on to visit 13 countries, taking a ferry to Finland, performing with street artists in Norway. I even got to see the Spice Girls live at Wembley Stadium in London. And I got my passport stolen in Barcelona. <laughs> Gang, I don't know if you've ever been in Barcelona or in a foreign country where you don't speak the language. You don't have any forms of identification or any forms of payment, but it'll ground you pretty quickly. <laughs> and in my case, I was also at SPF 100, which was kind of a big deal. <laughs> After that, it was on to the motherland, the land of my ancestors, the one place I wish I could have taken my late Grandma O'Neill, Ireland. For two weeks, solo, on a road trip, on the other side of the car, on the other side of the road, I drove around and devoured the green scenery. I also visited as many Irish pubs as I could. And I did well, gang. I did well, thank you. In fact, I don't think I paid for a single Guinness the entire time I was there. Those travels were amazing, but there were a lot of tough times. I was truly alone without family or friends, in foreign cities and countries where I didn't speak the language, grieving and going through something pretty traumatic. It was there that I struggled because I felt guilty, like should I be back home grieving like everyone else? Should I really be taking this much time for myself in this way? It was where I questioned everything and also tried to find all the answers. And then came Paris. And the hotel canceling on me and me, you know, crying in the corner of the fancy cafe. Earlier that day, when I had arrived in Paris, I bookmarked an experience. So Airbnb is where you open up your home to host traveling guests. Airbnb experiences are like gardening classes or cooking classes, or in this case, a house concert. And in my moment of self-pity in the cafe, I thought, well, shit, I might as well listen to some music and maybe make some friends. So I messaged the host, Roger. And I said, hey, Raj, couple of questions. One, is this show still going on? Two, can I come? And three, do you happen to have any suggestions of a place to stay nearby? 
He did. His place. <laughs> How convenient. Turns out Roger's apartment was two blocks from the cafe where I had taken my refuge. Fifteen minutes later, he met me at the gate. He got out and said, well, hey there, stranger. <laughs> Sounds like you're having some trouble. And I laughed because I knew in that moment everything was going to be okay. Because that's totally something my dad would have said. Roger leads us through the gate into the courtyard, and there it is. The vision I had waited 16 years to see. The Eiffel Tower. Roger had gone up ahead of me, only to realize I was way back, and he goes, Oh, my God, I know, right? What a view. <laughs> what a view indeed, Rog. <laughs> that first night in Paris, I actually got to see the Eiffel Tower change colors at midnight from my terrace in my new temporary home. You see, I was only supposed to be in Paris for five days at a fancy hotel, and I ended up staying for 12 in Roger's adorable apartment at about a third of the price. It was in Roger's that I felt so incredibly safe, comfortable, and content that I longed for a place of home for my own. So I Googled homes for sale in Des Moines, Iowa, and the little blue bungalow that appeared on the screen is the home I now reside in today. You see, it was Paris that gave me the power and the permission to pause. I gave myself the permission to stop feeling guilty, like I was grieving in the wrong way, like I was running away from something or to something, or I wasn't right where I was supposed to be, because clearly I was right where I was supposed to be. Paris was what I call a dad moment. It's where it's raining all day, and the sun's not supposed to come out, but it does. Or it's something as simple as I get like a really good parking spot downtown right at like five o'clock on Friday. It's amazing. Or since his passing, people and places have been placed on my path that just align. And who's to say the fact that my dad passed away in 2018, I traveled the world in 2019, and three months later when I returned home, everything shut down. Life is just too short. It was there that I realized that life is either or. It's not yes and. Actually, it is yes and, because yes, I was grieving, but I was also really, really grateful. And Paris taught me that the universe, it has your back. The more you believe that, the more you will see it. If you're constantly seeing signs and being called to things, I hope you're listening, and I hope you lean in. Of all the things I've embarked on and the many, many more adventures I plan to take through storytelling, writing, comedy, music, and of course, travel, I plan on living my life on purpose, in living coral, of course. <laughs> and in the words of my dad, the ones in his handwriting that I now have tattooed on my left arm, nothing ventured, nothing gained, no regrets. May you trust yourself enough to venture on to whatever voyage you feel called to next. Thank you. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.